Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. WABC New York and 107.1 WLIR Hampton Bays. It's the 77 WABC News Hour. Talking the news with Noah Layden. All the news you need to know with Joe Nolan, Traffic, Justin Ellick, Sports. And now, talking the news with Noah on 77 WABC. Yep, that's me. Good morning. It is Friday, June 23rd. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center could see some showers this morning and later this afternoon some thunderstorms, the high 73. Saturday, Humid thunderstorms possible, high 80. And then Sunday, sun clouds, yeah, late day thunderstorms possible, high 82. It'll be about humidity this weekend. It'll feel like summer. If you're walking out the door with us right now, 64 and cloudy in New Rochelle up in Westchester County, 63 and cloudy in Old Bridge down in New Jersey. And it is 64 and cloudy here in Midtown. So much to get to as we work our way up. Six o'clock hour, Sid and friends in the morning. Last summer, took the family on this fantastic vacation out west. We did the Grand Canyon. Uh, we were in Utah. We did Zion National Park. And then we decided that we were going to do one day in Las Vegas just to, as a one-offer. And I had been there before, but I had forgotten when I took everybody there how unbelievably seedy Las Vegas is. Now, I know a lot of people will disagree with me, but I just find it to be just an awfully seedy place. And uh, so I tell you this story because uh, I always feel like they're trying to sort of turn Times Square into this. And I fear that they'll ruin it in a way. And you might say Times Square is kind of seedy and I might agree with you. But there's so much there that's not, you know, you have the Broadway shows, uh, great stores, great restaurants, all the things that Las Vegas does not have. And now the newest thing they want to do is they want to create this vertical drop ride atop a new skyscraper. The City Department of Buildings has approved the idea that will transform this uh, 51-story building at the corner of West 46th Street. It'll have a 1,000-foot tower, and this ride would reportedly feature a 300-foot drop that is 40 stories above the ground, very Las Vegas-like. If you've been to Las Vegas, they have a couple coasters at the top of buildings or whatever. I'm not sure why they want to do this. You can imagine there's some groups pushing back against this. Probably for the same reason I think it's a bad idea. Just We don't need to turn uh, Times Square into Las Vegas. Las Vegas is already Las Vegas. Let's keep Times Square the way it is. Uh, but the uh, Committee for Environmentally Sound Development has come out against the project. Uh, it's not clear if this is all going to go through, but Department of Buildings given it the okay. So you could soon have what is like a Las Vegas-type drop ride atop a 41-story building in Times Square. Of course, we'll watch this and see if it actually takes place. All right, let's get into the headlines. The top five at five. Everyone weighing in on what happened to that sub. Your local pot shop might be put out of business soon. A city council member wants to make it easier to tow your car. There's been another subway surfing death. And black bears have shut down a park. 
Let's get into it. 504. Uh, we'll start with that doomed Titanic sub. Uh, all kinds of theories about what exactly took place in those last moments. It imploded, killed the crew. Uh, this is the theory, is that it killed the crew so fast that they never knew what happened. Of course, lots of people might second-guess that and say, well, uh, they might have known just in the final seconds what took place. Debris from the Ocean Gate Expedition's Titan submersible found yesterday confirming all those on board had perished. Coast Guard uh, was the first one to announce it all. An ROV, a remote-operated vehicle, discovered the tail cone of the Titan submersible approximately 1,600 feet from the bow of the Titanic. Just horrendous, of course, as you probably are familiar with the story. People paid $250,000 to be on the submersible to go down and witness uh, firsthand uh, the Titanic wreck at the bottom of the ocean. The awful part of this story is now they've become part of that wreck. With experts from within the Unified Command, the debris is consistent with the catastrophic loss of the pressure chamber. I can only imagine what this has been like for them. And I hope that this discovery provides some solace during this difficult time. Of course, the eerie and strange part of this story is that they were going down to see this wreck and, of course, maybe have now become part of it. Uh, by the time the communication was lost, the vessel would have been just shy of about 10,000 feet below the surface, which points uh, that the enormous water pressure would have uh, found sort of any tiny weakness, crack in the submersible's hull, which would have caused it to instantly implode. That, according to one underwater expert, his name is Ofer Ketter. We've been able to classify parts of the pressure chamber for uh, the Titan submersible. Yeah, so uh, there were lots of people who took their rides in this Titan submersible and want to tell their story. One of them is Josh Gates from the Discovery Channel. He says he went on it once, was offered a second ride and said no thanks. I felt that it needed more time to be tested. Uh, I think there are still big questions that need to be answered here about Really, the the thoroughness of actual deep water testing of Titan before uh, its missions. Mike Rice, who was on Cats and Cosby last night, he was a, a writer and a former showrunner on The Simpsons. And um, he was talking about the time he went on this uh, to go see the Titanic. My experience, which was a little off, which is you have t- it takes two and a half hours to get down. You have three hours on the ocean floor, and then two and a half hours to go back. And it's limited to about 10 hours at the most, just because you have to come back in daylight so that your your ship can find the submarine bobbing in the water. So you have three hours down there, and we landed about 500 meters away from the Titanic. Just, And I heard that number again today, that it's, the uh, the submarine seemed to have imploded 500 meters away from the Titanic. So correct, I, I recognized that location. But when you land there, you don't know where you are. You know, you're you're in the darkest darkness you can imagine. And we spent two and a half hours just groping in the dark. Yeah. 
$250,000 for that. Of course, the awful part of the story is these five explorers lost, one of them just a 19-year-old. WABC News Time 509. Let's go down to Washington. House Republicans putting off that effort to impeach President Biden. The conservative congresswoman introduced a measure to force the vote on her impeachment article earlier this week, despite Republican Speaker Kevin McCarthy's opposition to it. The articles accused Biden of carrying out an invasion at the southern border. The vote to pump the resolution came out to 219-208 along party lines, with Republicans caught by surprise calling it premature. I'm Lisa Taylor. You had uh, the House Minority Leader yesterday, Hakeem Jeffries, uh, talking about these efforts to impeach Biden. And he says if they go ahead with this, it'll backfire. All it will do is highlight that they have no plan, no vision, no agenda to address the challenges that the American people are confronting. So he's arguing the House Oversight Committee's investigation into the Biden's family business dealings have yet to turn up any evidence of wrongdoing. Now, Republicans would likely disagree with that. This do-nothing Republican Congress is determined to impeach without justification President Joe Biden will backfire. Yeah, so let's stay in D.C. Republicans sounding the alarm about a spike in illegal immigrants from Russia and the People's Republic of China. Congressman August Bluger, who's from Texas, say these are not your normal migrants that are crossing the border. He's concerned. I've heard directly from sheriffs in my own district that they apprehended multiple individuals from the PRC who were deemed high-value targets and were taken into custody by the FBI. Uh, they, uh, he's also worried maybe from, from Iran. I mean, a whole list of nations. We've seen it here, right? The migrants that have ended up here in New York City since we're a sanctuary city, they haven't just come from South America. They've come from all over the world and then walked through there to get to the other side uh, over the U.S.-Mexico border. While aliens may have legitimate claims to asylum, the increased flow of nationals from adversarial countries is concerning. And uh, Congressman Fluger says that's a real threat. This is one of the most challenging security environments that, that we have ever been in, including the World War II era. You see, yesterday, Prime Minister of India in D.C. Uh, addressing a joint session of Congress yesterday. And I'm delighted to see you come together today to celebrate the bond between worlds Two great democracies. Narendra Modi uh, celebrating also Vice President Kamala Harris for making history as the first person of Indian descent in her role. The address coming on the same day, President Biden, First Lady, hosting him for a state dinner. Political leaders view India as a, just a key ally in containing the threat of China as a partner on defense, technology, and energy. Part of the reason he got to speak before Congress. We have inspired each other. Through the lives of great Americans and Indians. So a handful of progressive Democrats boycotted uh, Modi's address over the government's uh, human rights record. And so the prime minister yesterday defending his government's record on human rights. Here he uses an interpreter. Democracy can deliver. And when I say deliver, this is regardless of caste, creed, religion, gender. There's absolutely no space for discrimination. And Modi says that democracy is in the DNA of India. If there are no human values and there is no humanity, there are no human rights. 
then it's not a democracy. And there was a press conference, of course, with the president and uh, the prime minister of India. And one of the questions President Biden was asked yesterday was about his comment referring to Chinese president as a dictator. And uh, so they asked him, you know, you you said this. uh, Do you think it might affect your relationship with China? Here's what the president had to say. Choosing and avoiding saying what I think is the facts. Is this not uh, something I'm going to uh, change very much? So Biden uh, brushed aside these claims. His comment came at a recent campaign fundraiser. He says he doesn't think it'll strain ties between the U.S. and China. I expect to be meeting with President Xi sometime in the future, in the near term, and uh, I don't think it's had any real consequence. All right, 514, let's go down to Florida. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis continuing his attacks on San Francisco, saying what he saw in a campaign stop there this week was incredibly sad. The GOP presidential hopeful says the city has collapsed because of what he calls governing by ideology. I was on the streets for maybe 20 minutes. I saw people defecating on the sidewalk. I saw people using fentanyl openly. I saw people smoking crack openly. And it was Jeez, what neighborhood was he in? Kind of a, 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 a civilization that in decay. This comes uh, after a war of words between DeSantis and California Governor Gavin Newsom, in which Newsom accused Republican policies of contributing to gun violence in his city and of diminishing LGBTQ and abortion rights. DeSantis has said Newsom should stop pussyfooting around and challenge President Biden. Quite frankly, they did draconian COVID lockdowns that they still have not recovered from. And they sent those kids and locked them out of school. uh, And those kids have not recovered. Yeah, and DeSantis claims that uh, first responders and police were thanking him for his visit. I'm on the street and the firefighters, the fire trucks go by and these firefighters are yelling out the window thanking me. And then I have the San Francisco cops come up to me, you know, thanking me for what we're doing in Florida because, you know, they don't get support there. Clearly, San Francisco will be a part of a centerpiece of his campaign to show what uh, Democratic policies have done to a city like San Francisco. All right, 515, let's head over to the 77 WABC Sports Desk. Happy Friday. Good morning, Justin Ellick. With the first pick in the 2023 NBA draft, the San Antonio Spurs select... Victor Wembanyama in Montar, France. That's that Friday morning gift. Victor Wembanyama. That was a huge surprise. I know, but it's huge surprise, yeah. and uh, he's our guy. He's our guy here at WABC. Victor Wembanyama. He'll be playing in San Antonio, but we love him here in New York City. His reign of supremacy over the rest of the NBA it has officially begun, as the San Antonio Spurs did indeed make him the number one overall pick in last night's NBA draft. Here's what Wembanyama had to say about his uh, moment last night. Accomplishing something that I've been dreaming of, you know, my whole life. Hearing that that sentence from Adam Silver, you know, I, I've dreamed of it so so much that, you know, I, <laughs> I got to cry, you know. A big moment there for the young man, and hopefully for all of our sakes, he doesn't bust. Luckily, am, am I a sap that I like those kind of moments when yeah, these guys, nice. like, they're life, it's a life-changing moment for a guy like that. It was nice, and it's yeah. uh, it, it's a lot less nice when these guys go up there, like, I'm going to take the whole league by storm. Everybody yeah, right. <laughs> I like when they cry and hug their parents. Right, exactly. Yeah. Make it a wholesome moment. Yeah. 
And you had those two brothers going back to back in the first five picks yeah. as well, which was very interesting. What was the, their brothers from Oakland, and they went what fourth and fifth or something yeah, like that? They went fourth and fifth, wow. and uh, yeah, so back That's to amazing. back first uh, first brothers to go in the top five in NBA history. Are so. they twins? I don't. Uh, I believe oh, so. They, they look like twins. Oh, okay. to be honest with you, are they twins? But I'm not sure. Oh. I gotta check. That. I gotta okay. check that out. <laughs> Locally here, though, uh, Noam, the selections last night for the Brooklyn Nets consisted of uh, power forward Noah Clowney out of Alabama at 21, uh, shooting guard Derek Whitehead out of Duke at 22, and power forward Jalen Wilson out of Kansas with the 51st overall pick. The Knicks did not have a pick on the board. And over to the Diamond now in an attempt to go for the series sweep last night over the visiting Seattle Mariners, the Yankees completely fell flat and might have been better off not even showing up for last night's finale, losing by a score of 10 to 2. Domingo Herman just had nothing going for him uh, through three and a third innings of work, getting peppered all over the field to the tune of eight earned runs off eight hits. To boot, virtually no offense came out of the still-struggling Yankees lineup with only five hits for the night, and this game was so out of hand that utility man Isaiah Kinderfalefa even found himself on the mound throwing a perfect top of the ninth for the Yanks. They'll have to chalk this one up as a dud as they welcome in the AOS West first place Texas Rangers starting tonight at 7.05 p.m. Clark Schmidt will get the start against Texas' Dane Dunning. As for the Mets, they were off yesterday but get a divisional bout with the Phillies underway tonight at 7.05 p.m. in Philadelphia. Cordae Senga is tasked with going up against Phillies' Taiwan Walker. Here with Sports Note, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. WABC News Time 520, uh, 520. When you think about the business of basketball, uh, they had this draft last night at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. Victor Wembanyama going first. He's the uh, prodigy, I guess, the basketball prodigy, the 19-year-old from France. And um, they're trying to figure out what he's worth to the team, uh, no matter how much they pay him. Uh, though the, apparently it's off the charts what he could bring back to the San Antonio Spurs and to the city of San Antonio for that matter. The study that was done said that Victor could add half a billion dollars in value to the San Antonio Spurs franchise. He has a professor at the University of Texas. He says in the first 24 hours after the Spurs got the number one pick, the team got 2,500 deposits for season tickets. On top of that, of course, there'll be jersey sales. Webanyama, of course, has international appeal. The French media will follow him. So they think no matter what they pay this guy, if he works out to be a great basketball player, he will bring back triple quadruple what they pay him. You know, more interest in companies sponsoring the Spurs. It is going to move more merchandise. It's going to have more games for the Spurs being broadcast in prime time. Yeah, imagine if you walk over to the NBA store just a couple blocks away from where our studios are. That jersey might already be in the front window. 522, let's bring it back home. That's uh, New Yorkers calling on the MTA to expand discounted rides as the agency considers fare hikes for the first time since 2019. Advocates with the Riders Alliance say New Yorkers are already struggling and can't really afford fare hikes. They're pulling from another area in their budget. They're going without meals. Maybe they can't get lunch that day as they go out. Maybe they're late to paying their phone bill. No one should have to choose between eating and being able to navigate our city. Eligible riders get Metro cards for half the price through fare fares, but officials want to double the number of people eligible for the program. There are people who literally uh, are struggling now uh, to pay higher rents and maybe struggling to pay higher uh, transportation rates. That doesn't make sense. The MTA kicking off its public hearing process this week will vote to finalize the hikes next month. If approved, a swipe will go up 
to two dollars and ninety cents. Five twenty three. Let's go over to New Jersey in the Garden State. They plan to make a historic move to cut property taxes for senior citizens. The goal to deliver up to sixty five hundred dollars to seniors in the form of a direct credit on property tax bills. If this gets through, it would go through by 2026. Seniors who have done so much for our state should have the freedom uh, to remain in their homes near the people they love in the communities that they built. Unfortunately, we've seen a lot of people pushed out of their homes with the property taxes so high in New Jersey. It's part of Speaker Craig Coughlin's uh, Stay NJ plan, which aims to keep the Garden State affordable for older residents. He says this will help do that. I'm fortunate enough that I'm going to be able to do that. Not everybody was. This will help. This will give people the opportunity uh, to stay in New Jersey. Let's bring it back into the city. New York City will be the first to create an office of health care accountability. Mayor Adams says the office will target unfair health costs by allowing New Yorkers to compare prices between city hospitals and health care facilities. Here in New York City, we believe that health care is a human right, not a privilege. And we are committed to ensuring that all New Yorkers, regardless of their immigration status or income, can get the care they need. City Council unanimously approving this legislation introduced by Councilwoman Julie Menon earlier this month. The mayor will uh, hold a public hearing regarding the measure, uh, but uh, uh, actually he held one yesterday, but no one spoke uh, up against it. So he plans to sign the legislation at a later date. Illegal cannabis shops across New York facing tougher penalties in an effort to protect the state's licensed dispensaries. I want to send a message loud and clear across this state that if you're operating illegally, you will be caught and you will be stopped. So it is just not worth it. There are so many illegal pot shops in the city. I mean, it's just endless. Uh, you, you can't even tell which ones are legal, which ones are not. Kathy Hochul says unlicensed pot shops now risk being fined $10,000 a day. Repeat offenders would be charged twenty grand. Uh, if shops continue selling weed after receiving a violation, the state can pursue a court order and shut them down. And this is the sign. This is where you can legally buy legitimate, clean, safe cannabis. Or you could actually scan the QR code and verify that it is licensed if you have any questions. So police say they've taken advantage of recent legislation seizing roughly $10 million worth of products from 31 stores in the last two weeks. But I feel like there's hundreds more they'd have to go after. These hardworking, taxpaying, rule-following persons deserve the opportunity to not have their dreams trampled on. And our communities should not be exploited by these unlicensed and unregulated operators. Right. Of course, you pay big money to get that license and to keep it and to open a store. And they say they don't want that competition. Up to the uh, Hudson Valley, officials backing state legislation to block Holtec International from dumping radioactive wastewater into the Hudson. Westchester County Executive George Latimer has led efforts to block the move, which is part of Holtec's plan to decommission the Indian Point nuke plant. I have no confidence, nor have I seen persuasive data that assures me otherwise that this release will be safe for the short and the long-term health of the river. Latimer had uh, banded with executives from Rockland, Ulster, Putnam, and Orange counties over concerns of how the dumping would impact their communities. Fifty years from now, I will no longer be on this planet. But the question I have to ask is, am I sure if this water is released in this quantity, at this level of pollution, that there will be no harmful 
effects to this river over those 50 years? Here's a great question. Just getting started on this early Friday morning. So much more to get to as we work our way up. Six o'clock hours, Sid and friends in the morning. A city council member wants to make it easier to tow your car. We'll tell you what he is trying to push through the city council. There's been another subway surfing death. And boy, we were looking at the numbers from the MTA and NYPD this morning. The amount of people subway surfing is just incredible. We'll get into that one before the morning is out. And uh, the black bears have snuck into one New Jersey park. And apparently it's so bad that they're shutting down the park. We'll get into that as well. But first, this at 529. The 77 WABC News Hour. Talking the news with Noah Layden. On 77 WABC. The power to be entertaining, to be informative. The power to talk. The power to dance. WABCRadio.com and the 77 WABC app. The power to give you what you need to know right now. W-A-B-C. We are 77 WABC. It's the 77 WABC News Hour. Talking the news with Noah Layden. All the news you need to know with Joe Nolan, Traffic, Justin Ellick, Sports. And now, talking the news with Noah on 77 WABC. Yep, that's me, 532. Good morning. It is Friday, finally, June 23rd. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center could see some showers this morning. And then later this afternoon, thunderstorms, the High 73. And then the weekend's going to be humid and kind of wet. Saturday, humid, thunderstorms possible, the high 80. Sunday, humid again, sun clouds, late day thunderstorms possible, high 82. If you're walking out the door with us right now, so happy you are. 64 and cloudy in New Rochelle up in Westchester County. 63 and cloudy in Old Bridge down in New Jersey. And it is 64 and cloudy here in Midtown. We'll start this half hour right here in the city. A teenager killed, another injured when they fell from a train yesterday while subway surfing in Brooklyn. The 14-year-olds were on a Manhattan-bound L train at the Broadway Junction. Uh, one was pronounced dead at the scene. The other found in the tunnel. He's believed to have sustained life-threatening injuries. Police say the teens were knocked off this train car when the train entered the tunnel. As the train was entering the tunnel, that we believe they made contact, knocking them off the top of the train and causing the injuries and death. So you had all these passengers who were aboard this train that had been suddenly stopped. You had the teen's friends who were filming this, no doubt, for YouTube and TikTok. And uh, as you might have guessed, everybody was completely freaked out. They removed us from the front of the train. We had to walk through the tunnel to come back up on the platform. I hope these kids learn from this, man. You know, they got to stop doing stuff like this. When you get older, you realize, you know, some of the things we've done was 
all of us did uh, dumb stuff. Yeah, and thank God we survived all that. The MTA keeps statistics on people riding on top of trains or in between cars. In 2019, 490 people were seen riding outside of trains. Uh, in 2020, the number dropped to 199. My guess is that had something to do with the pandemic. But then the number began to rise uh, in 2021. And last year, it exploded to 928. Now, that's just the people who were caught or seen riding atop cars. Uh, Mayor Adams uh, racing to the scene where this accident took place yesterday. He blames the dramatic increase on uh, people riding on the top of trains on social media and called for TikTok to ban the videos that shows these dangerous acts. Now, I got to be honest with you, it is in my feed. I've seen it before, and I'll be honest with you again, I've slowed down to watch when sometimes these videos goes up because they'll have these wide shots of these kids walking across the train as it crosses the Brooklyn, uh, crosses a bridge, uh, and and it is sort of interesting to watch. But uh, if it wasn't there, I wouldn't watch, and maybe these kids would still be alive. Subway surfing kills. I am calling today for TikTok to ban these videos immediately and take them down. Yeah, haven't heard anything from TikTok of that might happen, but this is what we're told on average. Two people are now seen riding outside of trains every day in New York. Those are, the again, the people just caught, so the number is likely higher. Uh, uh, they think it happens way more often than it's reported. And Mayor Adams, again, pointing at social media, saying, hey, TikTok, YouTube, and we can go on with all them platforms. If you stop showing these people riding on the outside of trains, they might stop doing it. If you go online right now and put New York City subway surfing, you will see some of our young people are watching 39 million views. Yeah, of course, the tragic part about this, a 14-year-old dead, the other one not in great shape at this hour. 536, a construction worker safe after getting trapped between two buildings on the Lower East Side yesterday. A fire battalion chief says the worker fell about 30 feet. He landed on his back and he could not free himself. We had a, a solid concrete wall. The members took about a half hour to breach the wall. We made a cut about six feet wide by two feet high. And we eventually pulled the member, uh, the worker out through the hole. Firefighters had to use blades, uh, jackhammers to free this worker. It was a pretty crazy scene. The construction worker was uh, awake the entire time during the rescue, but did complain that his head was hurting. He might have hit it on the way down. Uh, thankfully, they say he's going to be okay, and he's being treated in the hospital. Let's go over to Philadelphia. The Pennsylvania Department of Transportation says the temporary lanes of I-95 in Philly going to reopen today. Those are the ones where that little bridge uh, collapsed uh, uh, due to a tanker truck fire a week ago. Crews have been working round the clock to fix that portion of the heavily traveled roadway. We were paving uh, last night. We were paving today. Uh, we're eradicating lines. We're, we're putting up signs. We have paint trucks up there. Uh, barriers are going in place. The original thought was this would take months to repair. Governor Shapiro says six lanes of traffic will reopen two drivers probably about noon today. Uh, he says everybody worked hard to get this done. I'm actually really surprised at how well the city has done with this. Um, they've worked a lot faster than I had expected. I think it's amazing. I think this will be the gold standard uh, 
nationally, if not worldwide. You may be right about that. WABC News Time 539 will go out to Long Island. Crews were on the scene yesterday after an out-of-control car slammed into two homes in Oceanside. Happened Harvey Avenue. The speeding car, first it hit a utility pole, collided into two homes, then hit a parked car, then it overturned. It sounded like a plane may have hit somewhere nearby. It felt like an earthquake. I bet. The uh, amazing part about this story is 45-year-old driver, 37-year-old passenger, not seriously injured, nor thankfully was anybody in the two homes they hit. Both homes, though, sustained structural damage, so uh, they're going to have to do some serious repairs. So far, uh, there is no word of any arrests. And while we're out on Long Island, the uh, Suffolk County Sheriff's Office posting reminders on how to have uh, a safe high school graduation season. We're towards the end of that. The department tweeting a video to remind all adult party hosts that they are legally prohibited from serving alcohol or giving drugs to anyone under the age of 21. Sort of amazing we have to have a reminder about this, but apparently you do. While it is illegal to knowingly allow the consumption of alcohol or drug use by minor in your presence, you should take appropriate and reasonable corrective action to stop them. Yeah, do you remember when we were kids, right? Sometimes the parents were home and they were there, happy to throw the party with beer and all kinds of drugs. Uh, times have changed, which is a good thing, by the way. New Jersey Congressman Josh Gottheimer uh, outlining his safe swimming strategy program as people get ready to jump into pools and oceans across the tri-state. We need to do everything we can to make sure that we don't lose one child or adult from drowning. Everything. It's preventable, and there are clear and easy steps we can take to make our pools, our lakes, and our communities safer for our families. He plans to introduce a joint legislation that would bolster safety standards for public swimming pools and spas, promote awareness, prevent pool-related injuries and deaths. The bipartisan legislation will establish a new director of drowning prevention at the Consumer Product Safety Commission, or CPSC and expand eligibility for federal pool safety grants. So last year, at least 50 people drowned in New Jersey last year. Gottheimer saying it was last June uh, when there were 10 drownings in 10 days in New Jersey and New York. 542, let's stay in New Jersey. Black bear encounters on the rise. And as a result, one county park in New Jersey now closed to visitors. The Morris County Park Commission notifying police in Denville that the torn county park in the trail is going to be closed for a week. The commission says that there have been three minor encounters with bears reported so far this year. In two of those cases, it was human error where uh, people let their dogs off the leash in the woods and that attracted the bears in. Thankfully, nobody was hurt, but now they're worried the bears might hang around waiting for more dogs and more people. The second incident was uh, a female bear, a sow with three cubs. Uh, That bear came towards the individual but stayed on the edge of the forest didn't move any closer. The folks were able to walk away without incident. This incident, we believe, really happened because both were reported where a dog ran off-leash into the woods, which is contrary to our rules and regulations. You have to have a dog on a six-foot leash. So that's Fish and Wildlife officials. They'll set up a trap to catch the bear. So that's why the park is going to be closed for a week. It'll stay in place for up to seven days. If a bear is not caught, 
Uh, the trap will be removed and the park will be open. I guess fish and wildlife biologists consider the bear to have moved on or is less aggressive at this point in time. Some people in the neighborhood say, you know, we see bears all the time and we know to stay away, but not everybody that shows up at the park knows that. Usually they're, you know, pretty docile. They'll stay by themselves. You know, they don't come near the public or anything like that. I grew up here. I know how to deal with them and uh, you just, you know, got to respect them all the time, you know. You hear something, you just back up respectively. The Department of Environmental Protection says uh, black bear activity is actually down overall across most categories compared to this time last year. However, they have been raiding more beehives, these bears. So uh, if you have one nearby, uh, you might be attracting some of these bears in. 544, while we're out in the woods, we'll tell you the doctors are reporting an increase in tick bites this season across the tri-state. Dr. Anabaldi, he's an assistant professor of microbiology and immunology at New York Medical College. He blames the tick bites, the increase in tick bites, on a more mild winter. So it does seem like there seem to be more active ticks uh, at this time of the year than we've seen in the past couple of years. So here's the issue, of course, is these ticks can be tiny this time of year, so you have to sort of look closely. He says uh, there's a bunch of things you can do to protect your pet and uh, yourself. Uh, usually tick season runs through October, I guess. A lot of people say it looks like a bullseye, but it can, it can also just be kind of a diffuse redness. Yes, yeah, so when we were kids, right, you used to take a burnt, you know, a match and then blow it out and then touch the tick and that would get it off you. I don't, I don't know if they, people still do that today, but uh, anyway, uh, high tick season apparently. So if you're out in the woods, cover up, wear a hat and then check when you get back home. All right, 545, let's head over to the 77 WABC Sports Desk. Here's Justin Ellick. Thank you, Noam Layden. We begin out at the Barclays Center last night. Your rounds one and two of the NBA draft. Victor Wembanyama, the Frenchman. He does go first overall indeed. Obviously here on uh, Sid and Friends in the Morning coming up at 6 a.m. We're big Wembanyama fans. Here's what it sounded like, courtesy of uh, Adam Silver last night. In the 2023 NBA draft. The San Antonio Spurs select Victor Wembanyama from Montar, France. Well, hopefully he doesn't bust their gnome, uh, because uh, for all our sakes, that would be very disappointing. He's Locally. so skinny, I'm worried he's just going to get thrown around I on the know. court. But once he gets in one of those NBA gyms, he'll be, uh, they bulk up pretty quick. You saw what happened. LeBron James was scrawny in high school. Not that scrawny. Not that scrawny. Yeah. You're right about that. But, uh, you know, even Kevin Durant, I mean, when he first came into the league, was probably about half the size he is now. Yeah, and he's still very skinny. But So this guy will always be relatively skinny, but he'll put on he'll put on some uh, some meat on those bones. Locally, though, Noam, selections last night for the Brooklyn Nets consisted of power forward Noah Clowney out of Alabama at 21, shooting guard Dariq Whitehead out of Duke at 22, and power forward Jalen Wilson out of Kansas with the 51st overall pick. The Knicks did not have a pick on the board. And over to the Diamond here in an attempt to go for the series sweep last night over the visiting Seattle Mariners. The Yankees, they did not show up. Losing by a score of ten to two, Domingo Herman just had nothing on the bump going for him in three and uh, three and a third innings of work, getting peppered all over the field to the tune of eight earned runs off eight hits and to boot. Virtually no offense came out of the still struggling Yankees lineup. Sans Aaron Judge with only uh, five hits for the night, and this game was so out of hand that utility man Isaiah kind of politely got himself on the bump. Throwing a perfect top of the ninth for the Yanks. They'll have to chalk this one up as a dud, though, as they welcome in the AOS. First place, Texas Rangers. They're a good offensive team starting tonight at 7.05 p.m. Clark Schmidt will get the start against Texas's Dane Dunning. As for the Mets, they were off yesterday, but get a divisional bout with the Phillies underway tonight at 7.05 p.m. in Philadelphia. Kodai Senga is tasked with going up against Phillies 
Taiwan Walker. Here with sports on 77 WABC. No, I'm Justin Allen. Let's catch you up on the big stories of the morning. We'll start with the one everybody's talking about, that doomed Titanic sub, which the thought is it imploded, killed the crew so fast that the five people on board may have never known what took place. Debris from the Ocean Gate Expedition's Titan submersible found yesterday. The Coast Guard making the announcement yesterday afternoon. An ROV, a remote-operated vehicle, discovered the tail cone of the Titan submersible approximately 1,600 feet from the bow of the Titanic. Yeah, so they say there was some sort of catastrophic failure that did the sub in. With experts from within the Unified Command, the debris is consistent with the catastrophic loss of the pressure chamber. I can only imagine what this has been like for them And I hope that this discovery provides some solace during this difficult time. Coast Guard said this array of debris on the ocean floor found about 1,600 feet from the bow of the Titanic meant the craft would have suffered that catastrophic explosion sometime after it lost communication an hour and 45 minutes into this journey as it was diving down. By the time communication was lost, the vessel would have been shy of about 10,000 feet below the surface, and that's why everybody's pointing to the fact that there might have been a crack, a tiny weakness in the submersible that would have caused it to instantly implode. Everybody, of course, weighing in on that. One of them is expert Ofer Ketter, who says the implosion probably occurred within a millisecond. We've been able to classify parts of the pressure chamber for uh, the Titan submersible. And then everybody who went on this thing is speaking out. One of them is uh, from the Discovery Channel, host Josh Gates. He took a dive in the Titan vessel not too long ago, by the way. They offered him up a second trip, but he said no. Here's why. I felt that it needed more time to be tested. Uh, I think there are still big questions that need to be answered here about really the the thoroughness of actual deep water testing of Titan before uh, its missions. Yeah, it is also s- still experimental. It's also possible to have real questions about his own um, calculations of risk and, and the way in which he calculated risk for people that he was taking down in this sub. Yeah, they were paying, of course, handsomely to do this, $250,000 a piece. Mike Rice, he was on uh, Cats and Cosby yesterday. He went on the uh, Titan, uh, the go down to the Titanic. Uh, he was a writer and a former showrunner on The Simpsons. And um, here he describes what it was like to go down. My experience, which was a little off, which is... You have, it takes two and a half hours to get down. You have three hours on the ocean floor and then two and a half hours to go back. And it's limited to about 10 hours at the most, just because you have to come back in daylight so that your, your ship can find the submarine bobbing in the water. So you have three hours down there and we landed about 500 meters away from the Titanic. Just, and I heard that number again today, that the uh, the submarine seemed to have imploded 500 meters away from the Titanic. So Correct. I, I recognize that location. But when you land there, you don't know where you are. You know, you're, you're in the darkest darkness you can imagine. And we spent two and a half hours just groping in the dark, using our best estimate to find where the Titanic was. 
And with 20 minutes to go before we had to leave, we stumbled on it. And, you know, I got the Instagram experience. We took a picture of the porthole and the anchor. We got, I got to see the bow of the ship. Uh, and then we had to go. Yeah, I mean, so much risk involved to get that Instagram moment. And uh, this... This submersible didn't have much of a compass, and as you can see, it didn't really even have a sense exactly where it was going. We dropped like a stone. We dropped directly above the uh, the sinking site, the Titanic site. But there are in two and a half miles, there are underwater currents that will buffet you this way and that, and your compasses don't quite work right when you're down there, and so you're going on maps and using just using common sense yeah so uh mike rice who was on cats and cosby yesterday of course the tragic part of this story the bodies of the subs five explorers likely will never be find one found one of them of course just a 19 year old kid uh yesterday uh house republicans putting off that effort to impeach president biden it was led by colorado congresswoman lauren bobert uh, house speaker kevin mccarthy said let's wait until some of these other biden investigations Investigations are done before we put through or put forth this impeachment vote. Um, you had the Democrats on the other side who say there's not much meat to that. House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries telling reporters that um, go ahead, try to impeach the president. He hasn't done anything wrong. All it will do is highlight that they have no plan, no vision, no agenda to address the challenges that the American people are confronting. Jeffries are arguing the House Oversight Committee's investigation into the Biden family's business dealings have yet to turn up any evidence of wrongdoing. Now, Republicans would definitely argue with that comment. This do-nothing Republican Congress is determined to impeach without justification President Joe Biden will backfire. Now, while we're in uh, Washington, the uh, prime minister of India uh, addressing a joint session of Congress yesterday. I'm delighted to see you come together today to celebrate the bond between world's two great democracies. Narendra Modi there celebrating uh, Vice President Kamala Harris for making history as the first person of Indian descent in her role. The uh, speech coming on the same day, President Biden, the first lady hosting a state dinner for him. Uh, political leaders view India key ally in containing the threat of China and a partner on defense technology and energy. More from the prime minister. We have inspired each other through the lives of great Americans and Indians. So there were a handful of progressive Democrats who boycotted Modi's address over his government's human rights record. The prime minister pushing back against that, saying they have a good record on human rights. Here he is through an interpreter. Democracy can deliver. And when I say deliver, this is regardless of caste, creed, religion, gender. There's absolutely no space for discrimination. 556. And finally, If you've been getting parking tickets for not moving your car during street cleaning here in the city, you may want to brush up on alternate side of the street parking rules. New York City Council member Lincoln Ressler is pushing for a new law to tow vehicles after a certain number of tickets issued. This is even if you pay them. Ressler says it's difficult for sanitation workers to do their jobs with cars in the way. He says it means more trash on the streets. He says it adds to the rat problem. The streets of New York City are too dirty and they're not getting any cleaner. Rats have been blowing up everywhere. 
Across New York City last year, there were 12,000 complaints in 2022 for dirty streets and for inadequate street cleaning. So under the city council member's plan, any vehicle that gets three tickets for violating parking rules will be towed even if that $65 fine is paid on time. But a lot of people might say that's a little outrageous. But if it's happening four or five or six or eight times in a year, there needs to be real accountability. It means that you've decided you don't care. Yeah, so of course you ask New Yorkers what they think about that. They don't think much of it. It was my car. I pay. I didn't owe my car. I didn't owe the car. It was mine. So it really hurt me because it was like all my savings. And they just told my car and tell me that I have to come up with like $3,000 just for the towing and the place where they took it. Yeah, so wrestler's uh, plan or idea is in proposal mode, so it's about 90, did it 90 days away. But uh, you'll, I imagine there'll be a lot of pushback, at least from New Yorkers, on that one. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.